This is essential. 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 This is essential audio. Hello and welcome to the Walk Podcast. My name's David Siltman, and today we're talking about new approaches to business-to-business marketing. To do that, we're going to share three findings from the recent Walk Guide to Rethinking B2B. And here to help us is Lena Rowland, Managing Editor of Walk.com and Editor of that guide. Now, Lena, before we start with the three findings from the report, why did you choose to look at B2B for this particular piece of work? Thanks, David. It's great to be here. Well, we are seeing a lot of interest in B2B marketing at the moment, um, particularly in light of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, there's been a lot of disruption to, to all industries, including B2B. It has been particularly affected by the loss of live events and the reduction in in-person meetings. So it was a really interesting time to look at B2B marketing and how they're finding new ways to engage audiences and explore new channels and strategies to tell their stories. What's more, there's a there's a batch of fresh research from the likes of the B2B Institute, which is backed up by LinkedIn, and they're really trying to raise the standards in B2B marketing. So we thought we'd bring all of this research together with some new thinking to provide this new research for our clients. Great. You selected three findings to share. So what's first? So we know that B2B buying is different to B2C buying. We know the B2B decision-making process often involves multiple people within different departments. It can take months or even years to seal the deal and contractual arrangements are usually part of the process. And of course, the money is higher stakes compared to consumer purchases. For this reason, the lessons from marketing to consumers is often seen as irrelevant in B2B marketing and vice versa. But if we put the differences to one side for a moment, we find that there are some important similarities in how brands grow, regardless of whether they're in a consumer brand space or a business brand. So the first thing I want us to talk about, because I think it's really interesting, is the similarities in B2B and B2C marketing best practice. So there are studies from the likes of of the B2B Institute and effectiveness experts like Les Burnett and Peter Field. These studies show that campaigns that have a broad reach strategy, so those who market to everyone relevant to the category, that is customers, potential buyers, those who influence the buyers, and even those who are future buyers. These campaigns had the biggest number of very large business effects, including profit, market share, and growth. So in other words, just like in B2C marketing, there is a growing body of evidence to suggest that brand growth in B2B typically comes from attracting a lot of light buyers. And so marketing should be aimed at all category buyers, not just a few heavy buyers. So building on previous research, Vima Snyders, partner at independent agency, The Commercial Works, and editor of renowned marketing strategy book, Eat Your Greens, shared data from a global B2B client This data showed the company's lightest buyers made up roughly half of the total revenue. We spoke to Vima Snyders to find out more about this research. So lessons from consumer marketing have often been discarded as irrelevant for industrial marketing and the other way around. If we care to look at the evidence built up over several decades, we can only conclude these are broken ideas. This evidence supports an alternative. A low engagement model of marketing, one 
where brands will mainly grow by increasing the size of their customer base, attracting mostly very light buyers, and encourages managers to target all category buyers, not particular segments or brands. These patterns have been documented in many B2C and B2B categories. Marketing to consumers and marketing to businesses are more similar than we might assume. Perhaps we were too busy finding differences and we forgot about the similarities. Most marketing will be about maintaining your rightful place in people's minds, on store shelves, contact lists, and the web. It's all about people buying, and people don't change much. We are dealing with cognitive misers, emotionally dominated, though rationally capable, in short bursts, but rather forgetful. These crowded minds need reminding, steadily, whether it's about your industrial ducting, electricity supply, or chocolate bars. The easier it is to get a place in that memory, the more chance you have of growing, one light buyer at a time. A few of whom will become a bit more loyal, but only for a while. If you want to sell more to more people, it appears you can rely on the universal, unchanging nature of buying. Exploit it to your advantage. So we're talking about light buyers, just as we are in B2C. Uh, were there any other similarities we, we should be aware of? Yes, aside from broad reach, a study found some other fundamental marketing truths apply in B2B. One of those is to build fame. Now, a famous example of this is you might remember the advert uh, for Volvo trucks, which featured the actor Jean-Claude Van Damme doing the splits between two trucks. This campaign went viral and definitely went beyond the category norms for B2B. Another key factor is to be easy to buy, and this involves building mental and physical availability. So making it easy to buy your product or your service. And, and that leads us on really to the second finding, doesn't it? Yes, indeed. So next up, I'd really like to talk about the role of emotion in B2B marketing. Emotion in advertising, as we all know, is really important because it helps build all important memory structures. If you can move people in some way, they're more likely to remember the brand. However, B2B advertising typically leans into rational comms, focusing on functionality and features because this is considered well suited to the category, to high price purchases and long purchase cycles. But the trouble here is that it can also often lead to generic and, dare I say it, forgettable advertising. So while we can all agree that the dynamics of buying aircrafts and wind turbines are inevitably different than buying a pair of running shoes or a chocolate bar, the common denominator is that the individuals making those decisions are still people who experience a wide range of emotions during the buying process. These emotions might range from fear of making the wrong decision and a costly one, uh, to anxiety or to needing reassurance that they've made the right choice. Arguably, there's an opportunity to really lean into brand trust credentials here. Listen to what Corinne Sklar, Chief Marketing Officer at IBM IX, had to say about the role of emotion in B2B. I think for many, many years, and you know, B2B marketing has always thought about as being boring and not engaging, but all of our our buyers are human beings. They're fathers. They're dealing with issues of diversity. They're, uh, they have disabilities. They're mothers, you know, all these things. And so I think we are 
I think it's the pandemic though, so that it's gonna push that forward because we've realized that whether it's not just in the US, it's in China, we're all, we're all human, we're all dealing with these same things. We're not just trying to solve business problems, we're solving business problems surrounded by our daily lives. And so how B2B marketing is addressing those, um, I definitely see that as a trend. And I'm a jury chair for this year's WARC B2B Effectiveness Award. And I was so delighted to see in a lot of the submissions, um, especially some of the submissions that came through during the pandemic, how many of these campaigns have really been addressing emotive response and humanity. So I definitely think um, we are seeing that as a trend. And I think it's important for B2B marketers to address that as we go forward. Okay, so does this extend into areas like purpose? Are we seeing more B2B marketers uh, thinking about their, their broader role in the world? It's an interesting question. I mean, brand purpose we know is really big in B2C, but it's not a mainstay of B2B marketing. That being said, research by the B2B Institute and research firm GWI, it shows that younger executives expect the B2B companies they work for and buy from to have a clear sense of purpose, particularly around things like inclusivity, gender equality, and the environment. So it is possible that having a purpose beyond profit, one that is a meaningful and authentic fit for the brand, will become more important in the B2B space. So again, any, any examples of brands thinking this way? Yeah, sure. Some B2B marketers recognize and are responding to customer needs around issues such as sustainability. For example, when Lenovo's consumer feedback showed that sustainability was an important issue, it launched a suite of products which allow customers to monitor and regulate how much CO2 emissions their machines emit. Lovely. Well, what's the third area you'd like to talk about? I think we need to talk about a big shift in B2B. That is, there's a new generation of B2B buyers reaching leadership positions. Now, this generation of executives, they're influenced by the convenience of uh, the buying experience offered by platforms such as Amazon um, and on-demand platforms like Netflix. So their expectations really differ to previous generations. As a result of this, marketers must ensure they know how to engage this younger cohort across multiple touch points. This is even more crucial because of the COVID-19 pandemic. It has forced many executives to work from home and it's blurring the lines between the professional and their personal lives. A study of 34,000 executives in 10 markets by the LinkedIn-backed B2B Institute and GWI found that younger executives embrace digital tools and services at a much higher rate than other generations. And as already mentioned, millennial executives expect B2B brands that they work for and to buy from to have a clear sense of purpose. And for this cohort, their career and identity are closely linked. Uh, there's an emphasis on personal branding, self-improvement, innovation, and, and setting trends. So how does all this translate into media and creative strategies? We recently ran a study with Spotify on the changing channel mix of B2B marketers, focusing on the tech and telco sector. We found that marketers were expanding their use of influencers and partnerships and experimenting with a range of digital formats, including video, online audio and podcasting. Here is Corinne Sklar at IBM iX again to talk about their work in podcasting. 
you know, this year in particular, um, you know, I know we're all going to be saying that for a while, uh, there's just been an openness to experimentation and gosh, we needed that, right? So, you know, I think ultimately it's about delivering results. And, you know, the biggest thing is not about necessarily breaking down the channels for me, but around delivering value. You know, I think as long as you can show um, marketing engagement, whether I don't know what people's metrics are, whether it's progression, engagement, or generation, then that's going to allow you to experiment and, and try new channels. So thank you to Lena for sharing those three findings from the Walk Guide to Rethinking B2B. And if you're interested in more on this topic, then Walk subscribers can access the full guide. Thanks for listening. Thank you.